What's up, everyone? This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Wake Before the Day. What's up, guys? Clark's here, too. Winnie, <laughs> Winnie is snoring in the background. Winnie's our dog. So if you hear in the background... It's not us. It's our golden retriever. Yeah, and we do have quiet, though, right now. Only, be, okay, besides you, Winnie snoring. They're not just jinxed us. I know. We don't have any other background noise. So i um, excited to look at Luke chapter 13 with you guys and just process mm-hmm. um, what stuck out to us. And, uh, yeah, and jump into it. Yeah, what stuck out to me was right away, Jesus is laying down the wood here. He's saying, guys, listen, repent or perish. He couldn't shoot any straighter than that, saying, repent of your sins, you need a savior, and you can't save yourself. Mm-hmm. Repent, or you're going to be like all these other people that died. He talks about some crazy accident that's, that happened in this other town. He says, death is going to come knocking on all of our doors, yeah. so please repent. And for some reason, we kind of shy from repentance as if that's a bad thing. Right. Yeah, there's... I'm. I mean, so many examples of like why repenting is such a hard gulp, and... And and the truth is, it's actually so much for our good. And we, when you, um, when you read the Bible, you can't deny that, that you, you hear repent. Yes. Loudly in Luke 13, but it's all over the Bible that, that we need to repent and believe in Jesus, but we need to repent because we're just not meant to carry these things, these, whatever it is, these burdens, these ideas, these thoughts, these hurts, sin. this, oh yeah, it's sin yeah. <laughs> because it's just too, it's too much for us to bear. And so, um, repenting is actually a really good thing mm-hmm. daily, Ch- often yeah. all the time and to each other. Repenting is that 180 degree turn. It's also a changing of one's mindset saying, I'm going to think differently now about this situation and that's why i have to do it so often because it's hard it's not like once a week you go to your priest or your pastor because of jesus dying on the cross now we all have access to god and we can repent you know a hundred times a day if we'd like um but what i appreciate is that he continues on talking he says not only do you repent so you don't perish but you're called to bear fruit and in bearing fruit it's this um it's this question of looking around ourselves and, and evaluating, saying, like, where is the Holy Spirit at work in my life right now? And is there fruit in my life? And the fruit might not be numerical growth that we'd like to measure and assess, because that would make life really easy. But it's like, am I becoming more loving and peaceful and gentle and kind? Am I becoming more like Christ? Well, how's my family growing? Is there fruit in my family? Um, there are different ways of asking that question, and, and it's an important question that we do need to ask. Like, are, are we bearing fruit? Now, part of acknowledging um, that the fact that we are to bear fruit is acknowledging that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And so if you keep reading, pick up at verse 22, Jesus starts talking about the narrow door. And I love that these people ask him this question, like, how many people are going to be saved? And mm. do we not ask that same question? Maybe like, not. I wonder how many people will be in heaven or yeah. how, how many or how few. And Jesus makes it very clear, like, there's a narrow door. And when he's talking about a narrow door, it's not that there won't be a lot of people that can get through this door. It's that there is only one option for yeah. salvation. And mm-hmm. Jesus is the only way. And then there are going to be people who are knocking on the door going, yo, Jesus, mem- remember us? Like, we ate and drank with you. Right. We talked to you on the street, and he's like, I don't know you. Mm. 
And that goes back to something that we've said so many times. You can know somebody or know about them. Right. I know a lot about MJ. I know a lot about mm. Kobe. But I don't know them. They don't know me. And so one of the things that sticks out to me and, and the Lord brought back to my memory in this is um, Jesus, when he says he's the way, the truth, and life, he's saying he's God. There are so many other people I bump into, into and I, especially if they're not Christian, and I say, well, then what, who do you say Jesus is? And almost all of them say, yeah, he existed. He, he was a good guy. The problem with that is is you're taking the words out of Jesus' mouth and you're putting your own words in. Right. Right? It's like me saying, I love cheeseburgers. And it's like you saying... <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I... Yeah, no, no, I like cheeseburgers. No, you don't like cheeseburgers. And it, so it's like Jesus saying, yeah, I'm God. <laughs> but you're not God. You're just a good teacher. No, I'm God. No, you're just a good teacher. Yeah, you, you guys get you guys get the point here. And so I was on a flight to Michigan for one of my last seminary classes, and I had this very conversation with this guy. It was one of those moments where you're like, oh, praise God. I'm next to some other young guy, and I even got the, the front row, so I had leg room. Tall, <laughs> tall people, gift of God. You're like, thank you. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And, and I ended up talking to this guy for three and a half hours, and sure enough, it was a God-ordained moment, but... He kept going back to Jesus as a good guy, and he's a, he's a good teacher. And I'm like, but he said he's more than that, and he, there was no rebuttal. So next right. time you bump into someone who says Jesus Christ is a good teacher, press into that a little bit because Jesus Christ puts everybody on the spot where they have to decide who he is, right. and he says he's much more than a good teacher. So mm-hmm. anyways, that's what I got out of yeah. today's reading. Yeah, that's good. I, um, a little bit later in chapter 13 is kind of where I was focusing and I'm sure you've probably heard about, um, the parable of the mustard seed and the yeast. And so this, this pops up in Matthew chapter 13 and Mark chapter four. And, um, in those chap in those verses in Matthew and Mark, they talk about how this mustard seed, um, is the smallest of all the seeds and but yet when you read about this mustard seed in the Bible, how it grows to be the largest tree and how birds come and perch on its branches, and how it creates shade and um yeah, just that just kind of stuck out to me, just the imagery of that. And I'm so grateful that Jesus told stories and, and parables and that kind of thing in these terms because I just love the visual aids that they create. Yeah. Makes I it love, simple. Right, thank goodness. And I love to make bread too. And so that one was about, about the yeast anyway. And in that, it was just interesting to me because, um, a mustard seed is so tiny. I don't know if you guys have ever seen an actual mustard seed. We did. We did. Clark did a wedding. Yeah. Billy um, and Carly. Hey guys. Um, shout out to you guys. But, uh, we were at this wedding and we're sitting at the table and Clark goes, huh, I wonder why these glass uh, vials are on the table. These empty little glass vials. <laughs> And someone's like, like, there's a mustard seed in there. They're duh. not empty. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at it going, where is this thing? And sure enough, there's this little speck in the little vial. And so tiny that you almost miss it. Yeah. And I was just thinking about that. It makes sense that the kingdom of God is just like the king. And so we have this all-encompassing sovereign God of the cosmos come in this humble, tiny form of a baby and then that baby 
dies for us, raises again, gives us eternal life, changes the entire world and all of our existence. And I thought about that with a mustard seed. I just felt like Holy Spirit was lifting just this ordinary example of the yeast and the mustard seed and how how in these ordinary things, I'm actually doing something that's extraordinary Mm -hmm. that's totally upside down different and and you're gonna miss it if you don't pay attention and it reminded me i felt like holy spirit just helped me remember this author paul david tripp um he just lots of stuff that we really enjoy of his he wrote um instrument redeemer's hands he's written um, a parenting book that we really enjoy i know advent devotional advent devotional and another devotional too that's um i think it's called new morning mercies i've heard people enjoying anyway he talks about how in the mundane moments in these little mustard seed moments of our lives how um that's actually where we if you could see me right now i'm doing quotations that's where we live yeah like 99 percent of our life is in the mundane right and so um, you see, you know, wedding pictures and new job pictures or um, you moved or you, you chose a college. Yeah, like all like those that. like all over your Instagram. But really, it's those small moments in your kitchen. It's your small moments in your bedroom. It's your small moments in your bathroom with your body, with your money, where you're choosing to honor God in those little moments. That's where this mature tree-like kingdom of God faith in us gets formed. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just the imagery that I got with um, with the yeast and with uh, the mustard seed growing into a tree is just, am I honoring the Lord and bringing his kingdom into the mustard seed moments of my life? And, and in that, in those moments, when you're honoring the Lord and when you're um, maybe not making the easiest or the the smoothest or the most logical decision but it's the best decision unto the lord Mm -hmm. in those moments then that's when you're doing the you know the watering and the the sunshine and those um those mature roots are going down and you're beginning this formation of the kingdom of god within your own within Mm -hmm. your own sanctification process within your own heart and life and Anyway, maybe that's a stretch for you. I don't know. That's where Holy Spirit took me in Luke chapter 13. But um, mustard moments and yeast and how literally if we um, if we don't look and if we're not um, tuned to the Holy Spirit's whispers, the, the kingdom of God can be in such small moments that we miss them. Yeah, we take them for granted. Yeah. We pass by them in the ordinary and they're all over every yeah, day, all day. All the time. And so just looking for those and asking for Holy Spirit to give me eyes to see them and... Um, yeah, just realizing that God, that you do all the work, that you're good, and we just get to enjoy and partner with you. All right, and so as we wrap up our time, have a fantastic weekend. If you're looking for a church to worship at and want worship services, tune in to www.erc.la. Our services will be streaming on Sunday. And as always, uh, Bobby and I would love to hear what you are getting out of your scripture reading. Yeah, for So sure. read it, write it, pray it, share it, and We trust the Holy Spirit's work in our hearts and yours too. So God bless you and have a great weekend. Yeah, God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.